0: Hey people, welcome to Studio Insights with Belvista Studios. This is an opportunity for our team to get together and be inspired by each other, ask for support to be better at something.
1: And yeah, so we just ask questions and I'll throw it to you, Hannah, for the first question. Ooh. <laughs> okay, so my question is for you, Kim. And it's something I've noticed that you do really well. And I'd just love to know, like, if you have a process for how you do it.
0: Am I aware of it will be the first
1: question. I think you are aware, but I don't know if you're going to be able to explain it, but we'll see how we go. Um, So I feel like you're very good at like picking up on people's energy. So like picking up on people's energy in the team or like if something's not going well for them, like if they're like doubting themselves or something's going on, you're like really good at identifying what that is and bringing bringing it up to them in like a way that adds value. And I think like a lot of people in the world would love to have that skill, especially like leaders who manage a team. Like I know a lot of leaders wouldn't have the knowledge of what's going on for their team members or if they're feeling underappreciated or, but you're like very good at like, I know if I have a problem, you always bring it up with me. Like (laughs) it doesn't take long for you to identify it. So yeah, I was just wondering if you had a process for how you do that.
0: What's coming to mind is I think as human beings, we do have strong intuition to notice changes in someone else around us. Um, but one of the biggest challenges is that we don't prioritize the time to check in on that. So we might go, oh, that person's off today or i have noticed a change in behavior, but we're busy and we get on with life. Mm. So I'd say the first thing is like, when you do have that "Hmm, I've noticed something there stop pause and prioritize it and seek to understand like do check in or create the space to have a phone call with them later or check in with them via text when you notice it and sometimes what we do is we just push on with life and we don't prioritize that check-in so that's one thing I do um, because I think human beings are aware of it And there's different levels of how much awareness and tapping into energy of other people and how we're impacted by other people's energy. But I'd say a lot of people do notice it. They just don't verbalize or do something with that pickup. Um, And then what it looks like in other people is just basically it's a change in behavior. So it, it's different to how they normally are. If they're like really chirpy coming in the mornings and another day they come in, they're just like, oh, hey, as opposed to like, hey, how was your weekend? You know, there's, there's a difference there. So what's that about? What might be prompting that? Um, they can say things. So they might say things out loud. And the first time it might be like, hmm, that was interesting. Maybe they say something again and you're like, oh, that is that's the second time they've now said that, which is different for them. So there's Mm -hmm. like clues. Um, I think I think the eyes really tell a lot about what's going on for a person. And so if you look into someone's eyes, like I'm not the best at it always because I I don't always, now, like, I'm looking over here a lot right now if you watch me, but um, if you can maintain eye contact and look into someone's eyes, it can tell you a lot about what is actually truly going on for them. And it's just more body language stuff as in, like, facial expressions, like, have have they started frowning? Is their mouth doing, like, a little tick that says maybe there's, like, something in that and the thing is we have to catch ourselves to not go that little change in their mouth means that they're disagreeing with me or that they're feeling uneasy because that's our assumptions that's our perception of that change in behavior so that's why it's just going that's different what is going on for that person that is causing them um, to do that so we can't put our own kind of story on their change in behavior. Mm. Um, and it can come down to like how they're, it's just something different. Is that the simplest form and prioritizing? I've noticed something different about this person today or in this moment or over this period of time. And I'm going to check in and yeah. the way that we check in on them I know this because we've trained (laughs) on on these kinds of topics like how to be a better leader and like health and well-being of employees is like you state the behavior so hey I've noticed that you've actually said this specific sentence and then you said it again this morning when we were talking about blah 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 what's going on for you and you just allow the other person to express that that that's kind of and then like, there's a whole, like, how do you hold the conversation? But that's part two, I guess, or another, that's not specifically what you're asking about. Yeah. That's, that's what I would say.
1: That's cool. I like that. Cause I think sometimes for me, if I notice something, it can like the way I say it can cause defensiveness in the other person.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I like how you've said like, what's going on for you rather than being like, why are you always saying that? Or like, why are you doing that? Because I think people can close off and not want to share with you but I really like that like this is what I've noticed like what's going on for you because it is Mm. like a something that enables people to feel more comfortable to open up so I think that's really cool
0: yeah it's a nice way to be able to express yourself Mm. and I also think like humans of the world you have a responsibility to on the receiving end of that like where you're saying oh if you said why did you why are you saying that or why did you do that um and it can cause defensiveness well the other person needs to take responsibility to go is this person coming from a place of love like are they coming from a place of care right now they may not have expressed it in the most loving or compassionate way but they do care they're just not able to communicate like uh as effectively as they should be. Like, I know for me, sometimes when I'm going to do things like that, I get a bit nervous and like, I'm like, I just kind of blurt it out and it doesn't come out the most like compassionate or empathetic way, but I do really care. I'm just a bit uncomfortable having it, but it's the responsibility of the other person to know that I care about them. And that's why they're, that's why I'm doing this in the first place. So they need to get over that defensiveness and go, okay, Kim hasn't communicated this in the most effective way. Um, but I know that she's coming from a place of good intention. So let's go with it, basically.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think it's like emotional bank account too. Like, I know for me, if someone had a very low emotional bank account with me, like I'd done things that had upset me over time, I would be much less likely to like share information with them. So I guess it's like another thing to, create those relationships with your team members enough that they like trust you and feel comfortable to be honest
2: mm. or
1: like share a little bit more than what they would if like the relationship wasn't good.
2: Mm. Yep. Yeah. can see that's that cool. playing out.
1: Thank you. That was good. So I had look into their eyes because the eyes tell you a lot, look for patterns like repeated behavior that's different and stands out. Prioritize it if you do notice something and check in with them, even if it feels uncomfortable. You can do this by stating the behaviour and asking what's going on for you.
0: I like that summary. Boom! That's <laughs> Thank it. you. Effective, practical step summary. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, Hannah, I've got a question for you. Cool. You're attending a conference. You're doing some development at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um. From what you've learned so far, have you changed your behavior done, experimented with anything that's resonated yet in your work or life?
1: Um, I think the things that have really stood out to me, I haven't had the opportunity to with my tasks, but I know it's definitely like I already have in mind, like as soon as I start storyboarding, coming up with like ideas for modules, there's something that really stood out to me that I'm definitely going to try when that happens is (laughs) so it was a session I went to I thought it was so cool it was about like considering other industries and other like professions in the way that you solve problems Mm. um so it was by Aaron I'm not sure how to say his last name but it was really really good um and basically he was like you could look at like economics you could look at um psychology sales software development, like basically any other industry Mm. and then like look at the problem from their lens. So it's like if a software development team wanted to solve this, what would they do? Um, And I just think it's like a cool way to think outside of the box and not just do like the same thing that we've always done. Mm. Um, And he also spoke about like being a tourist. So when you speak to SMEs or speak to your clients, like even if you are going for a certain intent to get information that you need or whatever it is, like you can still take the time to ask a question, to understand more about their world and add that to your own toolkit. So you Mm. could say like, what's the best model that you've come across or like, what do you use daily? Like, what could you not live without to solve your problems? And then you can add it to your own toolkit. So I thought that was cool. Um, And then also like he was talking about looking at like the different buckets in your life and using that to inspire you as well. So for example, for me, it could be like, how do I look after Yibs and how do I discipline Yibs? And Yibs is my pug for people who don't know. <laughs> like, what do I do with my pug that could help me design better learning? Like how do I influence her? And just like, or like parenting, like if you have kids, like what parenting skills can you use for your profession or the way you deal with like your finances? Like there's so many different ways to do things and different inspiration.
2: Mm. So that's
1: what I'm really excited about. And maybe I could apply it to what I'm doing now, but I just haven't found a situation yet that's really stood out where I could apply it. So, cool. yeah, see how it goes.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I like the questions as well, like specifically that one around, like, what could you not live without?
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Thanks. Good.
2: Victoria, what you got? Uh, well, my question is for you, Kim, um, and it's around setting boundaries with clients, um, which I know I think you're good at, but (laughs) I feel like some days you think you might struggle, but overall I think you're pretty good at doing it. (laughs) Um, But whether it's like people missing deadlines or um, trying to get work that might be out of scope done, I feel like you're always good at going back with like alternative solutions. Um, And I can't remember where I was going with that sentence. But so. <laughs> I, um, yeah, I feel like you're not like a yes or no person. You're always like just trying to help get the best outcome to everyone mm. while still not like just saying yes to everything. So mm-hmm. I kind of want to know like how you do that and how you think people are, like other people could do it better too. Yeah I, don't, yeah I think you know what I'm trying to ask but I just can't quite just say it
0: I think it's something that's really important as a when you run an agency or you're a freelancer a consultant or just like working in a project is project management skills and Like project management is actually really easy because it's just a process. Like you literally have templates, you literally have checklists and you follow them and you tick them off and you move forward. But I think we get overwhelmed by project management skills. So we do have another YouTube video, I'm pretty sure, on project management where we go into a lot more depth than probably is like the whole picture, but specifically on setting boundaries right now. It comes down to the very beginning of an engagement or an interaction with someone and clarifying expectations. And so that's known as the scope and determining what's in scope and what's out of scope. And then any assumptions that should be clarified as well. Um, And the more detailed you are there, if there is no ambiguity, that word, um, in the scope, that you're in a good place. If no one could ask any further clarifying questions based on the scope, you're in a good place. So get people, like I know I get you guys to read some of the emails or the dot points that like scope items. And I say, is is there anything here that you need clarification on or that you would be seeking to like further information or you're like, I don't know what that quite means or this is how I interpret this. And then I'm like, oh, sugar, that's not how I wanted it to be interpreted. So I think it's getting very clear on the scope. And that allows you to remove emotion for times when someone might say, we need more work. Like we've said, give us feedback on this. And then they're like, and yeah, cool. Here's that feedback. But then here's all the other things now, which is like additions to scope. So when you have a clear scope, it allows you to be in a position of facts and just deal with not the human emotion. And that Hannah caught me yesterday on it really well around removing emotion from it and going, well, what are the facts? Is this in scope or out of scope? And then presenting back the facts of, well, what you're asking for here is in scope. It's been achieved as per the agreed scope. Um, to achieve all the other things, they're out of scope. And then it's about being helpful. Like be a helpful human being. We want to come to a good resolution and solution to achieve the goal. So these things weren't agreed on, and but they're still achievable. And this is how they can be achievable. So it's figuring out and I guess it goes to what Hannah was saying is like the different lenses. And I think it might, I'm not really familiar with this concept, but I know there are the six thinking hats and I don't know what they're about. We have a blog on it. I should reread that. But um, (laughs) it's about like the critical thinking, the creative thinking. So if you can come at problems from different solutions and then in this position, coming at it from a, Vista Studios position as a company, like we can't do more work for a client that we haven't um, agreed on because then I'm paying you guys to do stuff extra beyond what I have earned money to do. Mm. Also, then it can, I think of you guys as individuals and I'm like, could that be painful? Would you know how to do that? Um, do you have what you need to be able to do that? So I come from each individual project team team's perspective and then I also come from the client's perspective and Hannah helped me with something this morning where I had to send a conversa- uh, an email to a client like that and I said can you just read this from the cl- be the customer or the client and how would you receive it does it come across as we're being helpful how do you feel when you respond to this because I don't want to be like Grr. like it doesn't have to be that way it's just there's a change which is the fact now how do we get to the goal considering this change Mm. and so that's kind of like I guess the project management side of it and then it when you think of it from different lenses you kind of go okay well if we were to still do it within the scope and the schedule how could we achieve it with what the original scope allows for so Mm. these are the options so you just brainstorm so then we came out with an idea of we can just not do the out-of-scope changes or if you want the out-of-scope changes achieved within the current schedule and investment, um, we're actually going to have to scale back the solution and the scaled back solution now looks like this. So instead of um, the videos that we've already created, they, we won't do that anymore. We can only achieve a Word document. So what's more important to you, client? Basically, I'm putting it back in them. I'm going, this is what's possible, but what's more important to you? Is it the multi- multimedia or is it the content? Um, and then it's like, well, if you want the wham-bam solution that we were trying to create in the first place, third option now, is this is what it's going to take and it's going to impact the schedule and it's going to impact the investment. So I think like the, the whole thing which Hannah was good at holding me accountable this morning on was um, be helpful, be helpful towards the goal. We're collectively a team, us and the client trying to achieve a common goal. So how can we do that? Mm.
2: Yeah. Is that? Yeah. You. Okay. you have any? Well, I do. No, I do feel like that is what I've seen you do anyway. Hmm but I just
0: wanted you to reflect on it. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think every time, like to, for the people that are listening, like when anything we're in, I like really think our project management and our scoping is very good now. And we don't have these kinds of issues that often because of that. But where does that come from? We're nearly five years in business now. Mm-hmm. It has come from, that in the past hurt me or was painful, or I don't want that to happen again. Okay. I am now prioritizing the time as a business owner and as a human being that hates discomfort and disease in my life. Mm. I am now prioritizing the time to make a plan so that this, this never happens again. Or if it happens, the impact is minimal. So that's what I would encourage anyone watching that. If you do have pain like this, you prioritize the time to get to solution and improve your processes so that this is not, a, it's yeah, not a, a, a challenge in the future. Hmm. Do you guys have any other suggestions on that?
1: I think it works really well. Like. I think by having the processes that we have, so the email templates and being like really specific. So all the things that we've implemented over the years has like, I think we can get to a point where we're not emotionally impacted by like extra feedback coming back or like the client wanting something more than what they're supposed to have or, or what was agreed on. Because I think if we have those processes, we can just be like, cool, we'll keep following the process. And the process is to suggest options. Like it doesn't have to be like, oh my gosh, they've sent all this extra stuff. And now I'm stressed. Like, I think it'd be cool to get to a space where we don't get stressed because we've like covered ourselves and have a process that works. So I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. The
0: process helps you. The process moves you away from that emotion. Mm. Yeah. It's just like, oh, i got to do the next step. And the next step is give them options of what's possible to move us towards the, the next step
1: yeah yeah it's cool Mm -hmm. nice
0: questions ladies (laughs) uh thanks everyone for watching just letting you know we're actually getting a bit more active on facebook so by the time you watch this video it'll probably be live so you should jump onto our facebook page check us out and we will have a group running as well And um, just the intention there is to add more value so i think we've come up with like three hashtags this will be the intention of the group is around uh what is it show and tell maybe i can't remember so showing examples of work that has inspired us or work that we've done, as in we, the community, um, that we're proud of that might inspire other people. Um, one of them is I learned this the hard way. So that this exact example of like project management and setting boundaries has would be an example of I learned this the hard way. And um, how might I? So trying to get solutions for something, a challenge that you're trying to overcome. So jump on our Facebook bandwagon and we'll see you there Uh, or maybe on LinkedIn or Instagram or here on YouTube. But thank you for watching the videos. Thank you team for creating the space and uh, prioritizing our development as a team.
1: Until next time, peace out.
0: What's up, awesome human? Thank you, thank you, thank you on behalf of myself and the Bell Vista Studios team for continuously choosing to learn with us. We really appreciate it. If the tips and the insights and the context resonate with you and you want to take your skills to the next level or you want to make your life way easier, you will love our Creator Hub. The Creator Hub is a place for people like you and us. Basically, it's the stuff that we use internally at Belvista Studios and then we just share it publicly with you. The Creator Hub is created by instructional designers for instructional designers. And what you'll love there at the moment is we've got a quiz, could I be a better instructional designer that has so much tips in the feedback if you're interested in human-centered design or just taking your skills to the next level in terms of the solutions you're creating, the problems you will want to solve. But in there as well, aren't we cute, that's us. Um, but we've got the coaching courses freebies give us gratitude and also we've got some templates and basically they're always around the lens of learning experience design instructional design and e-learning so a human-centered design focus is very much what we're about at Bell Vista Studio so putting your learners at the heart of a solution and creating something for their needs So there's the human-centered design stuff, and then we've also got the business stuff. So this is the stuff they don't teach you about when you want to become a freelancer or a consultant in the instructional design world. So go check it out. The link is in the description. You can check out everything that is available for you. Thank you for choosing to learn with us. Continuously invest in your skills. You will be rewarded as an instructional designer. Share this stuff. Share it with other people, because when we are better instructional designers, we create better solutions that create better humans that create a better world. So we have a very important role and I'm excited to be on this journey with you. Have an awesome day.